Hi, this is Dion Baig from Butler Mortgage. We're currently ranked the number one mortgage brokerage in Ontario and number two in Canada. And much of our success is due to the fact that we help clients acquire multiple investment properties. If you'd like to talk with a mortgage advisor who specializes in investment property, you can reach me at 888-684-8326. To learn more about what's going on in the world of investment property financing, check out episode 23 of the Breakthrough Podcast, where I discuss the topic with Robin Sandy. Are you someone who has no idea that they can be heard? Has brilliant ideas and wants to get them out there? Has a podcast but can't keep up with the work or just wants to focus on things that matter? Then Podcast Engineers is your gateway to get your voice heard. They don't just edit your podcast. They enhance your listeners' experience. You simply do what you do best. That is to record and they do the rest. You can find them at podcastengineers.com. Rob and I have been using Podcast Engineers to help make our show sound great. Send them an email to get an episode edited free and a discounted plan. We are here with Quentin D'Souza. I'm very excited to have him back. The Not the last time we talked to you, but the first time that we had you on as, uh, as the featured guest on the show was actually episode two. And that came out in February back in 2014. So quite some time wow. ago now been almost four years what have you been up to quentin <laughs> in four years if you want me to catch it up in like 30 seconds just condense it down for us all <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've been doing a lot of different stuff i did uh since 2014 let's say i probably did a dozen or more flip projects i've uh bought a couple of buildings done some probably at least a half dozen duplex conversions or more. I've, um, I'm in the process of building a building. I have a U.S. property that I've uh, just recently rented out, and I'm doing a limited partnership fund for the U.S. property portfolio. So, um, you know, I'm doing a bunch of different things. I still run uh, the Durham REI. We've had uh, 150 people at the last meeting attend, and you know, just uh, we have a great time. I'm I had that modular uh, build happen last week, and this week I'm in the Turks and Caicos. I don't know if you can see. I'm out on the porch here. I'm renting my buddy's uh, vacation rental here, Paul DeBruzzo. He's got a great place. Uh, I think it's uh, Grace Bay Rentals is the uh, uh, the URL. I hope I got that right. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I've been uh, enjoying that this week with my family on the beach in uh, Turks and Caicos. And just uh, starting to get into the evening twilight here. And um, yeah, we've been having some fun. Lots of stuff from then to now and, you know, just uh, everything in between, right? It's probably going to make half the listeners' heads explode. But, you know, when you (laughs) condense it down to four years, you know, you've been taking obviously consistent action, which is, you know, you're you're my guy. You're the one that got me into everything. So without you, none of this would be possible. But, uh, you know, it's just great to hear that everyone that really we started out with has just been doing so well. And uh, it's good to see. So today, Quentin, you're going to share a quick tip with us. Well, one of the things I've been thinking about recently is sometimes I have people who don't like what I have to say. And and that's okay, because uh, as long as you keep an open mind, I think that's 
you know, that's really important. And that way you can always grow and kind of pick what works for you and then apply it, right, and go out and do something with it. My big thing is taking action, right? That, you know, you can learn all you want reading a book but in, or going to a seminar or a meeting, but until you go out and do something with it, buy the house, do the duplex conversion, do the flip, you're not really growing. So one of the things that I think is, um, I want to call it a lie, but it's really something that affects most people. And that's what they're being told about. And it's a mindset tip. Usually people are told that they, they need to, to plan they're given like a, a retirement plan or a financial plan and planning I think is the wrong thing because plan means that you're going to be taxed at the highest amount. It's really going to be controlled by other people like pensions or government, you know, pensions at the end, or, um, you know, you have to depend on financial planners. And then, you know, when you, when you have a plan, you know, you're sold some sort of net worth goal. Like I'm supposed to be having a million dollars when I retire or something like that. And really that's the, the mindset of the middle class, really. What we do and what people who are looking towards gaining wealth do is to create strategies. So they, they use their strategies and they, they build assets that pay them every month. Okay? When they're building these assets, they're looking at how they're taxed and, and then they're going to be taxed efficiently, not taxed like income, like the middle class or, or, or when you lose control and you've given the control to you know, the pension funds or the government, right? When you take control of you know, your financial future by strategizing, not buying into someone else's net worth plan or whatever that is, right? And, and you control it. And then that way, your future is defined by you. And, and you're looking at cash flow as part of that strategy, right? You really want to look at it as a strategy, not a plan. Plans are what you're being sold. And what, what we want to do as real estate investors, as people who are trying to improve themselves financially, is to think about strategy. Don't think of it as a plan. One of the other things that I think people are being sold are products now. Uh, usually they're sold a mutual fund or they're sold a stock or they're sold a bond or they're sold like gold or they're sold like a, or ETF, whatever it is. And sometimes it's even like a single family home. That's what they're, they're being sold or, or a property. But really what they need to focus on again is strategy. Like a strategy takes into consideration political risk takes into consideration taxation, takes into consideration economic risks, takes into consideration, you know, um, hedging yourself and the interconnectedness of the cash flow streams that you're bringing to yourself. So I think, you know, when, when you're thinking about wealth, um, you want to move away from plans and products and you want to focus on strategy, if that makes sense. And, um, you know, the people that I've seen who have grown the most in the, um, when I'm talking about their financial future and their, their wealth, it's that they focused on strategy and they haven't focused on that, you know, 
that other side. And that's where everybody else is. And you don't want to be like everybody else, hopefully. <laughs> if you listen to this podcast, you want to be a little bit different, right? Yeah. And I think what you meant by uh, people not liking what you had to say was oftentimes people come and they want to learn to the Duramarii. And you're pretty adamant that why people are there is not to just gather information and do nothing with it. That's why you're saying more or less that some people get mad at you is because you go, if you're not going to take action, then don't come back. Yeah. You know, I, I want my group to succeed. And yeah. in order to do that, you've got to go out there and implement the things that you've learned here tonight. And shared with us today is a great tip, Quentin. So thanks again. I really appreciate you taking the time out on your vacation there, on your vacation house. It is getting dark. I can barely see you now. Yeah, so yeah, it's getting a little darker now. But uh, you know what? It's not a vacation. It's my life, man. Oh, right. <laughs> We're all working I don't need towards to take a vacation. that. We're all working towards it. Quentin, what kind of things do you have going on right now? And how can people get in touch with you? Yeah, you can get in touch with me by going to uh, DurhamREI.ca. That's the best place to come out to a meeting and you can uh, see me. Uh, usually we have uh, 120 to 150 people in the area. Actually, some come from hours away to attend the meeting. So, um, you know, it, it's a great opportunity to meet me and, and meet a lot of other people that, you know, are, are taking action. Because uh, I, don't, I don't want people coming to my meetings and, and not doing anything. So I usually try to, you know, kick people out or not really kick them out, but kind of push them away kick their if butt. they're not going to take action. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And you have all kinds of different speakers that come out and they share everything they know. It's not one of those places where they hold back or they try to pitch or any of that stuff. And it's a, I've found it really valuable. And like I said at the beginning, again, I give all my credit to where I am to you. So thanks again. Oh, thanks. And we'll talk to you soon. All right. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks, Quentin. Have fun. Breakthrough Real Estate Investing Podcast, Episode 77. and welcome to the Breakthrough Real Estate Investing Podcast. We put this show together to inspire you and help you break through to the life that you want to live through the power of real estate investing. My name is Rob Brake. Here with me again is Sandy McKay. Hey Rob, how you doing today? What's going on? I don't know. Lots of things went through my mind when you said that. Lots of stuff. Busy, but uh, having fun. That's good. You? What are those, pineapples behind you? They could be. Yeah, they could be pineapples. Black pineapples? <laughs> That's what I was saying. I, I think we'll I'll work on the background here. I'll come up with something better for next show, maybe. Yeah, uh, we, just I don't, shooting, we just started shooting videos with the interviews, which is something I guess we probably should have been doing for a, a long time now, but we haven't yeah. been. So, I mean, I don't even know how or where they're going to show up, the videos that we've been doing. This is only our second one where we actually had the interview on video. So we'll see how it goes and where they end up. They'll probably be on the website, I would imagine, somewhere. They'll right? probably be everywhere. I don't know. They'll everywhere. be everywhere at some That's point. That's the idea. <laughs> Especially after this interview, we, we learned with uh, our guest here all all about that. So that's up and coming. So that'll be cool. Yeah, that was a good transition. Yeah. Today we talked to Darren Cabral from Suit Social, and he is going to teach us 
well, really how anyone can use social media to promote a business, but specifically today we talked about how investors can do that. Yeah. No, I, I think it was great. We learned a lot. I think it was massive value in it for investors or, or anyone want to be investing. You can uh, really take some of this stuff and, and use it right, right away. Like you can implement this stuff today, which is cool. Now, before we get into the interview, of course, we have our usual advice for everybody, which is to go over to our website, breakthroughreipodcast.ca. There they can see all the links that Darren, our guest, talks about. Uh, he's got a whole bunch of different stuff that's going on. So links to free courses, links for the newsletter, links for a free phone call that you can do with them just to get introduce yourself and maybe see if there's a fit there. But all those links for any of the guests that we've talked to in the past or on the website. If you click on the specific episode, then you'll be able to get in touch with them there. So that's there. And what else, Sandy? Well, you can pick up our free report there as well. The ultimate strategy for building wealth through real estate and uh, get on our email list and all that. Uh, hear about what we're up to. And yeah, if you didn't mention it there, get all of our other episodes that we've done and comment, like them, share them, all that sort of fun stuff. And then uh, head over to iTunes as well, right? Leave us a review. What have we got on there now? Oh, we got a whole bunch of, I had it up before the show, before we started talking, but I think it's something like 180, right around 180 reviews now for the show, which is fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. So thanks yeah. again, everybody. Now they're not all five stars and we don't expect them to be, but I think about 100 and in the high 160s are all five star reviews. So there's five or six constructive criticisms, I think. Yeah, constructive criticism for the most part. I believe there was one yeah. guy that just said, you know, you guys suck. I'm going to <laughs> something else. But everyone yeah. else uh, at least had some good suggestions for us. So that was nice. But yeah, please go over, take some time and write us a review. Tell us what you think of the show. Maybe some guests that we might consider having on or some topics that we haven't discussed yet. Just let us know and we'll try to cover them. So go over to iTunes and write us a review. Thanks. What's new with you? What have you been up to? You were just away for a while. Where'd you go? No, it wasn't away. <laughs> you weren't away? Oh, no. Away from work? Wasn't away. Not really. Vacation. Not really. Okay. Vacation, maybe. I don't know. I went to Cottage for a couple of days. I don't know if that counts. Not really. I don't have much plan to go away for a few months, actually. Not until Christmas. We're kind of going hard with some business stuff. And um, yeah, just trying to to build that ongoing. And well, we did just finish our office here. We just got it re kind of did a buy, fix, refinance and rent sort of model with our office space, mm -hmm. um, which was cool. We just finally, well, we're about to get that whole process like finalized. We've done all the rentals and just got it reappraised. Kind of excited with that to, uh, we're occupying one unit and we have three other residentials. So a little bit of a different version of that from our typical uh, strategy, but basically the same at the end of the day, buy it, fix it, get our money out and, and rent it and hold yeah, it long term. Did you guys, so you say there's residential units, the other units are yeah. in there. Any, like when we're doing interviews or whatever, can you hear kids like running around or where, where, where the, there's no, there actually there's no tenants in it yet. Cause oh. they, uh, the first tenants will be in there November 1st. Is yeah. it like, what is it upstairs, downstairs? What kind of upstairs? Line? Yeah. Upstairs above. They're going to be above you. Yeah. Well, you might hear some noise. Yeah. You guys probably. They'll probably hear us more than. Well, we'll see. We're not, we, we typically won't, wouldn't, we probably won't, I almost guarantee we won't take tenants that have like four kids or anything in these units. So we'll, we'll have to keep that in mind. Obviously we're running a business out of it. So. Yeah. Well, listen, 
at the very least, they'll get some inspiring words from you that you're giving to your team every day. Could be. Yeah, they might hear some of that. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Okay, well, listen, we've talked enough here. Without further ado, I guess we're going to get into our interview with Darren Cabral. So today we have Darren Cabral with us, and we are going to be discussing how investors can leverage social media and build their brand and grow their real estate business. So thanks for being with us, Darren. My pleasure. I'm honored to be here, truly. I like the shirt. Thank you. Yeah, I try to rep the brand whenever I can. It also makes it a little easier in the morning. You got to think about what to wear. Just grab whatever has your company name on it, and that's the outfit for the day. Yep. <laughs> well, uh, everyone, Darren Cabral is the CEO of Suits Social and uh, a social media marketing agency ranked as one of the top three social agencies in Canada by Clutch.co. And he's the host of Obscurity to Authority podcast and a professional social media marketer, a real estate investor as well, which is great for us here, and a public speaker. Uh, from plumbing apprentice to marketing agency CEO, Darren's journey has been uh, anything but straightforward. And after selling multiple projects and small businesses before the age of 22, Darren fell in love with the process of marketing and scaling businesses through social media. Uh, then late 2016, he doubled down on his strengths and launched his own marketing agency, Suits Social Inc. And now helping businesses around the world unlock the full potential of social media as a business growth engine. So a lot of uh, cool stuff there and a real estate guy a little bit at least. So that's uh, fantastic. Welcome to the show. Yeah, no doubt. Thank you so much. That was a great intro, man. I just need you following me around everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. Yeah, I like that. And um, you know what I'm really interested in is this, how you've sold a couple of businesses before the yeah. too. So let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah. So can I just go right back to the beginning? Can I go from there? Sure. Okay. So basically how that happened was, as Sandy mentioned, so I started as a plumbing apprentice. That was my very first career. So not entrepreneurial at all. I was just like, how can I make money? I didn't like being in an office. As you know, plumbers are high paid. It attracted me. I could work with my hands. So I did that. Um, didn't pan out. Like a couple of years in, I was working a lot with my hands. We were doing a lot of industrial, uh, a lot of heavy, unenjoyable stuff. There's different tiers of plumbing for those who don't know. It can range from like residential construction to industrial construction to service. It's very different. I tried a little bit of all of, all of it. Didn't love it. Two years went by. I was really struggling mentally. I'm like, I, I know I can do more than this. I know I can do more than that. And no disrespect to anyone doing it. A lot of my friends still do it. It wasn't for me. And there was one particular day I was breaking frozen dirt with a pickaxe for about six hours and I remember that was the, like the first entrepreneur trigger where I go, there's no way that my cumulative value can be breaking this dirt with a pickaxe, although it taught me great lessons. Uh, and that's when I started searching. I started figuring out how I could get out of it, what else I could do. I didn't know. I ended up getting an injury. So I made the decision for me. I was off for six months with a knee injury from a fall. And in that was when I started kind of nurturing that entrepreneurial tick that I had, which was basically, okay, how can I go out? I'm on this like uh, workman's comp type thing for six months. I can't really walk much. How can I start making money? I can't get a job because it'll cut off workman's comp, but I still want to do something because I'm getting bored. So that was the, the, basically the start of the first project. So what I did was I started a drain cleaning company. That was the first one um, where I would hire kind of my friends on the side who were working for the main company would now work for me. And they would run out and get these, do these drain cleaning calls. But the way I got the jobs was I would run ads originally on Kijiji, which was like back then, uh, and a little bit of social media. I would get leads. I would tell the guys, okay, there's a drain clean job at this house and they would go. Um, we got to the point where we had two or three guys doing that. They were using their own equipment. We bought more of our own equipment. I was still doing it all from home. That obviously eventually capped out and got a little boring. So I got all the equipment we had. So that's why I say projects, not full businesses, but I got all the equipment. I went to one of the guys that was helping me. I go, you can buy all this off me. I'll give you the marketing system. You can take it, pay me out and I'm bored. That was the first one. 
That led to, okay, I don't want to touch plumbing. I will, let, let's get a little deeper. That was a Shopify store. So I created this online site that sold, get this, women's athletic apparel. That was from plumbing to women's athletic apparel. And we made it a, a drop shipping website. And basically, we stocked it with all these different... For those who don't know, drop shipping is basically... I don't have any inventory. So you're buying something and I'm forwarding that order to a manufacturer and they're fulfilling it. So I'd fill the store with that. Drove all our traffic through Pinterest ads, Facebook ads, Google ads, all that stuff. Drove all that to the site and started getting sales. A month in, we got our sales to like a few thousand bucks a month. Uh, and again, I was like, okay, bored again. I have, this, I have this weird thing at that time. And I sold that to some woman in the, in the States, in Washington. She bought that off me, took over the dropshipping store, changed the brand, built it out even more. Then that was when I, the first time I got to see, I'm like, I can't keep just doing projects. I need a real business. So that was number two. Number three, and this all happened very quick. Number three was the first real business was an aerial photography company. I know I'm sounding crazy. I'm going from plumbing to clothes there. So we bought a bunch of drones and we started doing aerial photography and video for literally everybody, like fire departments, real estate agents. We did a lot of properties, actually, a lot of real estate. We did a lot of uh, work with commercials, TV, land surveying, agriculture, built that up. That was the first real company. Had employees working for us. We were out every single day. That was the good days of drones before it got bogged down with so many regulations. And I got acquired by a large kind of tech company that's in more of the education space like that. They, they do the certifications for drone training now. And they basically brought us in, the whole team in, all our equipment, all our clients for equity. And then basically we had to sign a bunch of like non-competes and all that. The founding team did not mesh well with where we're going. They put me in an office, made me kind of do paperwork all day. And again, was the opposite of what I wanted. So I got out, they bought me out and I had to start from scratch. This was now two and a half years ago and that's where we are now. So those all sold. I started after that suit social because I'm like, listen, the one thing I had in common, I built all those businesses on the back of social media. I was too young to know any better. I didn't know what regular marketing was. I just knew that I could get on social, get on the internet and drive leads and sales. And I knew that I could do that for other people. And I saw how big social media was getting. And so I started suit social. Now that, that's where I am. So that's kind of the long story. Funny. I think for most people, that would take a lot more, a lot of awareness that seems to come naturally to you, right? People don't think about stuff like that especially like the, the foundation of where their business was being driven from, I think. Right. They might think, well, one was a plumbing business, one was a athletic apparel, <laughs> uh, and the third was aerial photography. And I guess, really, when you do look at how different those are, it makes sense that they were all sort of tied together by the same thing. You do have a bit of a background in real estate investing as well. So do you want to tell us uh, how you got into that? Yeah, 100%. So the real estate investing thing was my dad has always been dabbling in real estate since I was young. Never very successfully at first, just because trial and error, he didn't know. He was trying to buy. It was, how can I make gains in the long term? Like, we'll hold it, we'll lose money for two years, but we'll sell it and it'll have appreciation. And that never really worked. So it was never really, it never really took off, but he always was dabbling. And so I saw it from a young age. When I got that entrepreneurial space I'm in now, I start to look at the real estate and I start to talk to him about it. I'm like, listen, we can do something with like, you've had a passion for it. I've always really loved it. I think we can do it better than we've been doing it. And so together with him, we went on this kind of... And it was never my intention to run it. It was like, let me just jumpstart with him and then it can be his thing. So we went on this journey together and we started going to like all the real estate training events we could get to. Like we did the Scott McGilvery, we did those, we did the Rockstar, we did the Rain, we did everything we could touch. Um, we read every book by Don Campbell originally, just went through, like tore through all those. Uh, and we came up with the concept that, yeah, we, we can do this. We can build an actual company around this. Actually, the funny thing is the first person that got us into that, we heard them on your podcast, which I think oh, was right. Martin. Yeah, I think that was Martin. And we're like, oh, we should reach out to this guy. He's doing investing. Like he knows what we want to do. And we reached out and we sat down with him for a coffee and we asked him all these questions. And that was our real, we're like, we can do that. We can do the same thing. So we started this company called Primo Investment. I built up the brand, the logos, the websites, the concept. 
I helped him launch one of his first events. I got a bunch of people in a room to hear about it. And it's kind of been running ever since. So that's the company he now runs. My brother is our contractor on the ground with that. So he does all the actual legal suite conversions. Uh, we do it in-house. So he runs all that. And I kind of just watch from above, hear the problems and try to guide because my main business is, is Suit Social, obviously. But that's my background. But we now work with a bunch of real estate investors. And obviously, it's something I hear about every single day. Uh, and I keep a pulse on it and I love and I plan to go in deeper in the next few years too. We did an interview recently with your dad too. I'm not sure if you knew that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's up there too. I can't remember exactly what number it is. It's not that far back though. It's a few, a 60 few something, 60 something, 67, eight, somewhere in there, I, I would say. Yeah. yeah. So if anyone's interested in uh, hearing about his dad's company, which he helped start there, that's kind of interesting. You can go back yeah. and get some of that info as well. Now, what would you say is the most effective social media channel for investors? Because we're going to sort of focus on the, the fact that most people are listening are pretty, probably small time investors just starting out for the most part. Sure. So see, this is a tough one. And we get this in every industry. There's always a question of which one should I be on? Because we have limited time, limited resources. There's a two part answer to this. There's not necessarily going to be one right one for everybody because it's not as important by industry sometimes as it is your own personal traits. For example, if you're great on video, if you can make great video and talk and speak and inspire and, and actually create that content, YouTube video could be very, very powerful, right? YouTube could be a great resource if you're putting out content every single day. If you're not great on video, it doesn't matter if YouTube's good because it won't come out good because it's not your strength. So maybe LinkedIn and long format articles will be a lot more powerful. So the way we figure this out is kind of first the individual has to find out what their strength is. Are you a better writer? Are you great with images and photography? Are you great with video content and speaking? So first find the strength and then you find the channel that aligns with that. But the second part is you can actually do all of them. You can do all of them without adding any extra work to your plate for the most part. Uh, and how you do that is like this. There's a strategy and this is how you, you can literally do this to get across every social media channel. There's a strategy that uh, Gary Vee, if you guys don't know him, Gary Vaynerchuk, look him up. Uh, he came up with, it's in one of his last books and it's called the, the pillar strategy. So what he says is you don't have to create unique content necessarily from scratch for every single channel. You pick one pillar. So let's say you determine what I said and your strength is video content. So you go, my strength is video. I can make video. Video becomes your pillar. You make long format, 20 to 30 minute videos. In the case of real estate investors, educational. You want to show your expertise. You want to become the authority. You want to show you know what you're talking about. You want to educate, train, long format, 20, 30 minutes. You upload those to YouTube. Then you cut small clips of things you said that maybe were very powerful, 60 seconds. Just cut that out. That becomes your Instagram post for the day. Transcribe that through Fiverr or yourself and that becomes your blog post and your LinkedIn long format. And any variation of those two can become your Facebook. So now your one piece of content becomes every single channel. One will outperform the other, obviously, but now you have coverage across all of them without having to create completely unique from scratch. So tons of time savings. So all of them are very important. If I had to choose... I still think Facebook is one of the biggest staples because its video platform is so powerful now. Uh, its ad platform is 100,000 times beyond everybody else's. So Facebook's, I think, a huge staple. Uh, and YouTube would be very powerful. And LinkedIn, if you're a great writer. So again, they're all great. But if you can get content on all of them, that's your best bet. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I know. I saw that. Uh, I downloaded something from Gary V on that topic not too long ago. I saw the yeah. pillars. That, that, yeah, that makes a lot of sense for sure. It's not that yeah. actually not that complicated, really. You just have to do the work. 100%. Um, how do you determine then what you're going to spend on maybe Facebook or any sort of ads on yeah. these? Uh, like, how do you figure out that budget? Or how does all that work? Yeah. So a big part, there's two ways to use social media, right? The first one we call organic. That's when you're just posting. You're posting, you're hoping, you're growing your audience and that's all fine and dandy. 
but there's another part which we're referring to here, which is the paid advertising. So if you actually want to run ads for a specific purpose, and I'll explain the difference on that too while I'm there. Organic is, is very much brand building. It's getting that consistent content out, building that community. Uh, but a big part of it nowadays, especially Facebook and Instagram, is your content's not getting out to your whole audience. You have 100,000 followers, maybe 5,000 are seeing when you're posting. So how do you get beyond that? You turn to paid advertising. One, to extend the reach of that content. But the other thing with paid advertising is you can create specific campaigns. So let's say you want more joint venture partners. You need more, more JVs coming in. You can build a whole funnel with something like ClickFunnels, landing pages, opt-ins, automated webinars, and drive tons of traffic to that with Facebook ads. But the big question is, how do you know how much to spend? Like, do we start at 100 bucks a month, 10,000 bucks a month? What's needed? The good thing about it is it's totally variable. So Facebook, you could start with as little as a dollar and as high as like literally a million dollars a day. There's no cap and there's no minimum. So how you determine it is we have basically this process we do with all of our clients. The first step is you have to determine what's your client lifetime value. So in this case, if it's a JV, what's a JV worth to you? And that just means if you don't know how to figure that out, when you bring on a JV, what business do you typically do? Do you do one property with them in the course of 12 months? What does that property typically net you in the past? That's your lifetime value. If you do four transactions with them a year, what do those four equal? That's that JV's lifetime value. So you don't want to go off of what's the value once, lifetime. Once you find the lifetime value, you ask yourself, how much am I willing to spend to acquire one customer based on lifetime value? So if the lifetime value is, let's say, 20 grand. How much am I reasonably able to spend if I know I can acquire a customer that's going to make $20,000 with me in the course of the next 12 months? We recommend you go at least 20 to 30% of that on a low end. If you're familiar with a lot of those other groups out there like Rockstar, they've mentioned many times the training that they spend more upfront. They lose money acquiring their customer because they know their lifetime value is so large. So the first transaction maybe is a hundred bucks, but they're going to spend another 6,000 over the course of 12 months. So we'll spend 400 to get them. So that's big, but I'm saying be conservative. I'm saying pick, especially for investors, because it's so high, you don't want to spend 70 grand acquiring uh, your investor, but take 30% of what you're going to make with them. That's your budget. So if it's 10 grand for even number, you'd have to spend at least $3,000 to acquire that one. Now, how do you break that down to ad spend? If you have a $3,000 budget per customer, and that, that's reasonable now, there's no emotion in this. There's no uh, speculation in this. It's that they're worth this much. I'll spend this much to get that. When you have that number, so we go, it's $3,000. How do you break that down to actually month by month? All you have to ask yourself is how many customers do you want? So you go, okay, I could do one new JV a month. Well, your ad budget should be about $3,000 a month, right? And then you break that down into cost per leads. Now, if you're hoping that one customer you can spend $3,000 to acquire, how many leads can you get for that $3,000? What do you have to convert? So let's say you had $100 a lead. You'd have to get 30 leads and close one in every 30 leads and you'd get one customer. So now it all becomes very logical. Is that kind of making sense or am I going to techie. No, no, that makes perfect that's sense. That's pretty, yeah, that makes for sure. That's a good, like you said, you can work, you, get yeah. somewhat, you can overpay and I mean, it's kind of case by case, right? But it's a good yeah. thing to work off for sure. It's hard to even come up with, I think most people struggle to even come up with a model that is, yeah. makes any sort of sense. That makes a lot of sense. There for us. I think that's actually sort of piece by piece showing us exactly yeah where it all goes and how it all works. So, I mean, <laughs> you could probably break it down more than that, but I think most mm -hmm. of the people listening will be able to grasp onto what you're going for there. <laughs> Good. You know what, Sandy? Most property investors are really good at finding the right deal and negotiating a good price. However, even longtime investors would tell you that they have faced significant losses when overlooking some of the pitfalls that pop up unexpectedly. I know I have. Um, when everything seems to be going so well. Vandalism by tenants, flood damage, slip and fall lawsuits are only some of the grave issues 
that investors must protect themselves from, or else they may find themselves digging deep into their pockets to repair damaged property, replace rental income, or even defend themselves in a legal case. For peace of mind and to protect your property, we recommend our listeners to contact their insurance broker to review their policy, or we know a great guy, an experienced and former guest on our show, on The Insurance Guy. You can reach him at theinsurers.ca and let him know Rob and Sandy sent you. That's theinsurers.ca. So there's the money side of it. What about the time side? Because they can spend, people can spend their whole life yeah. on the social media. I mean, some people do in, the, in, a, in a negative way, but there's, from a business perspective, how much time are you going to be spending on to do this stuff? How much time should somebody spend on this to make, like to actually get some results out of it? Yeah. So the time thing is also a great one because it's, it's so variable. It all depends. If you're a new investor and you have abundance of time still in your hands, use as much as possible. But if you're a busy person, maybe you're working a full-time job still, you're investing on the side, you're just getting started, trying to build that freedom, uh, trying to get your first couple of deals. You don't really have the time. You got kids, you got a job, you got the investments. You don't need much. And we tie this in. Remember we talked about that pillar strategy. We tie this into that because when you have a pillar strategy, so go back to the beginning and we say, hey, your pillar is going to be video. What you do is if you know that you can make one long format video and that becomes a post for all your channels, four channels, and you say, I want to have, you know, I want to have content at least minimum three times a week. You can shoot three videos. How quickly you can spend one day and shoot three videos. That'll probably take you an hour and a bit. So block off a day saying I'm going to spend four hours. I'm going to shoot nine videos. Now I have content for the whole month. You did it in one half of a day. You edit all that up overnight or you just outsource that and you pre-schedule. There's tools like, there's one called Buffer. Buffer's a big one. Uh, Hootsuite's another one. Sprout Social's another one if you want to Google these. And these tools let you pre-schedule content. So once you have that content made, on the same day, you can put it all into a tool that'll auto-schedule. So now you've taken one day to your social media content and your month is basically done. And then when you have spare time, you can interject things that are current in between as you feel fit, but you have a core and a base. So I would say if you could spend even just three to four hours a week, you'd be above and beyond. If you make use of planning and schedule tools, you'll be able to get content out. And I've actually, uh, I was at a, a little bit of a workshop slash mastermind recently with, with Craig Ballantyne. I think he's actually speaking somewhere. I think he's being at Rockstar next week. But anyway, I was in a workshop with him. And he was, we had this guy there who's this huge fitness like influencer and he has this genius method. So he doesn't waste time because a lot of people, the content's one thing, like you do all your content, but then you get sucked in checking your comments all day, your likes all day, responding to DMs all day. And that really consumes your time more than content. And that's not as valuable. So what this guy does is he schedules, he has his content scheduled from now till December. It's already done. And then what he does is he gives himself a half hour window a day to use social media, but he gives himself that half hour window after whenever his post is supposed to be scheduled. So if Monday at 2 p.m. his post goes out, he's already has a 30 minute block. He only engages, he only checks comments, DMs in that 30 minutes and he's done. So he caps out. So all of his content, all of his engagement, all of his comments, all of his DMs, his entire social effort, and that's a big social effort at 30 minutes a day total. That's, that's high end. You could do it at a very high level at just that time. If you want to do a very low level, you don't have to produce any content. And that's something we didn't talk about. You don't have to post anything. You can build simply ads. And that's what we do for a lot of our clients. We go into their back end, we go into a thing called ads manager, and we create campaigns for their goals. You want more leads, you want more JVs, you want to build your list. We do it all behind the scenes. Facebook ads, they're built once, they run 24 7. There's no work almost ever on your end. So that's another app. So there's a whole range of answers there. Does that kind of answer the question? 
Yeah, it does perfectly. Absolutely. So, but one thing I wanted to ask you though is—is is that what you guys do? So you will take the video and you will break it down and you will and put it out to all the platforms. Yeah, and in a lot of cases with our clients, we even shoot the video too, and that's one of the advantages of working with us. Sometimes it's, they create depending what it is. Sometimes we create depending what it is, and that's what we do. We will chop that down. But usually now, like our agency works ninety percent on just the ad side because that's where all the profit is. We coach our clients on the organic side if they want to post, if they want to grow that. We still have clients. We do all their content for them. But the majority of our work now is ads. So we build the ad campaigns, all the media for those ad campaigns. We manage them every day. We optimize them every day. And we get the important things, whether that's leads or sales or filling events, whatever it is. That's what we do. So at what point do you think then that somebody should outsource their social media marketing? Right. That's a big one. I mean, I'm a big, like I read this book called uh, The E-Myth. I don't know if you heard of that by I believe Michael Gerber. Uh, and he's a big proponent of finding the things in your business that you can kind of systematize and systematize yourself out of. So sometimes doing your own social media becomes a hindrance. And that's when you're busy, you're becoming successful, you have a lot of deals on the table as an investor, you have a lot of properties going. Maybe it's not the best thing to be spending an hour every day running this stuff, right? Because it's just it can be done better by someone like us if you have the money. So you outsource it when you run out of time, but you have money. You go, I can't do this every day anymore, but I have a budget. I can spend a grand, two grand, three grand to have someone else do it for me. That's time to outsource. Don't keep hanging on. There's some parts you can do on your own. And if you hire and you outsource an agency, they'll coach you on that. Like, hey, you could still do this part, but at least everything else, they can do the strategy for you. They can do the content. They can do the ads. And you can just deal with the business, handle the leads, handle the sales, find the deals. Okay. And what would you say, I mean, maybe consequence is a harsh word, but what would you yeah. say are the consequences of not integrating any social media marketing into your real estate business at all? It can be almost deadly uh, going forward. It can be completely disastrous. And the reason I say that, because people right now in their heads are going to say this, but I built mine and didn't use it. But my friend built his, but my dad built his real estate empire without it. That's because it didn't matter back then. But every year that goes by, it's becoming more and more and more important. So you might've been able to make it work five years ago, but you won't make it work five years out from now. If you don't start, because this is how, it, it's not an app. It's not just a fun tool. It's how we're communicating. If you look at the, the patterns of every single person now, we are not just spending hours on TV. We're not just spending hours on computer. We're consuming social. People are addicted to opening that Instagram feed, that Facebook feed. That's where we are. So forget the app. It's just, it's consumer behavior. It's communication. People are spending time there. And if you're not there, the point is someone else will be. And they'll find them before they find you. And you'll feel that five years from now. And we look at the power of it now with people like Grant Cardone, if you're familiar. He started uh, Cardone Capital, which is the big, uh, the big real estate business. He went from like, what? A couple million in holdings in the last five years to now 900 million or just closing on a billion dollars in assets under management, almost exclusively through the reach he had through social media. He was able to fill events day after day. He's now opened it up to non-accredited investors. Any person in the world can invest in his funds. He did that so fast because he spends a million dollars a month on Facebook and YouTube and Instagram. And his audience is so big. You'd never do that without that. It's impossible. But what you do is you create celebrityism. Social media lets you become an authority, a celebrity and have power very quickly. And if you don't, your competitor will. And that's why it's not going to work. It's, it's detriment. If you really want to succeed at this game, it's going to be detrimental. So I got to step up my game a little bit. That's for sure. <laughs> so if you hey. want to get to 900 million in holdings, yes. <laughs> yeah. Listen, if you, at least if you want to get to 100 million, which is a small target. 
it'd be yeah it'd be it wouldn't be possible necessarily without social but it'd be yeah certainly you're missing a big somewhat easy part of it that's going to help you get there that's a huge part of the personal brand right which is huge which is is massive huge sorry i was just gonna say and and the ads part of it like it's basically you gotta look at like this if you're trying to get to the second floor of a building, you have two options. There's stairs. Okay, maybe not second floor. Let's say it's 20 floors. You're trying to get 20 floors up a building and you have stairs and you have an elevator. They both may get you there, but why the hell would you take the stairs if you're trying to get to the top as fast as possible? If there's a faster route, you take the elevator. That's kind of what it is. So I'm not saying it's impossible without it, but the point is other people are riding the elevator and you're taking the stairs and you're trying to compete. It doesn't make sense. We, you kind of touched on there with the Grand Cardone stuff. What, what's the power of personal brands today and how does social tie into that? And maybe another thing to add to that is like, how does that compare to doing someone just focusing on their website and, and Google ads or something like that, aside from the social side of it? What's the, how does that all work? Right. So yeah, I was with a few investors yesterday. We were playing golf and this, this topic kind of came up quite a bit. And the way I look at it is there's multiple strategies to market your business. There's, there's multiple ways to drive traffic, leads, and sales to your business. There's not just one. I'm not going to pretend social media is the only one because it's not. There's SEO, there's Google AdWords, there's just general content marketing, there's affiliate marketing. Like You can go on all day and they all work. They're all going to work. But the thing is you have to pick one and they're all going to be different. It's just in my experience, personal brands and social media have been one of the most powerful. They've been, for me, one of the fastest, measurable, controllable. So for example, SEO is so powerful. Uh, but it's something you build over time through content, through consistency, through optimization. And it's kind of a thing that happens to you. You don't really control it. You, you get to a certain point and a bunch of traffic starts coming in and it's fantastic. But what people have seen multiple times is Google changes an algorithm or something and your SEO drops overnight and half your business disappears. And you're really at the whim of those guys. You're, you're at the whim of your own optimization, of your own website. Uh, and what it is, it's basically is demand fulfillment. The same thing with Google AdWords. You're fulfilling demand. So there's someone out there searching and you're coming up in that search. Now, social media is a little different because you're building something and it's demand generation. You're creating, you're putting something in front of people who are not yet searching and going through this kind of tact of, of persuasion to convince them that they need to come through, that they need something from you. And the reason I like that better, and that's with personal brand and that's with ads, that's with everything. I like that better because you control it. You can build the system, test it, run it, find what works, turn it on and off as you please, increase the budget on and off when you want more or less. And it's consistent. It's I build it. It's an engine that I can keep myself and I don't have to wait for someone else to send me anything. I can just make it. Like you can build an ad campaign in three days and have leads on day four. It doesn't take four months or three months. Now it gets better month by month, but it doesn't take long. So I love that control. And personal brands, so that's ads. Personal brands add so much credibility and trust. So when people do see your ads, even if your, your main strategy right now is SEO, having a personal brand on social media will only help you 10x that because when people find you, because you're fulfilling the demand, and then they go through your social media and they see, wow, this person's like legit. Like this guy's got followers, engagement, he's growing, he's serious, he has great content. That's going to solidify your position as an authority, as an expert, even more. And that's going to help you close deals faster, bigger deals, better deals, so that personal brand, they both work together. I just personally choose social media because I, I love it. I love the whole aspect. Awesome. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. So obviously you got to have the, the brand going in order to do anything big like Grant Cardone style or Gary yeah. Vee. I mean, you can't be anywhere without that. Yeah. I like Facebook too. I think that's my, for most people, I think, would you agree for most people, that's kind of the starting point for this? Yeah, Facebook is powerful because everybody's on it. And it's funny because people will say, Oh, but who's going on Facebook to find JV deals? It doesn't matter. Sometimes we do this thing in our head where we like somehow separate people in business from people. They're still people. 
if they're on Facebook, it doesn't matter if they're the investor or they're the queen of England or they're a mechanic. If they're on Facebook for any reason, they're reachable. They don't necessarily have, that's why I say the mad generation. Maybe they're on Facebook to see their kids' pictures, but now I'm hitting them with an ad campaign. And because they're an investor, it speaks to them and it interests them and they're going to go through it. So it doesn't matter if they're there for deals or not, we're going to make them be there for deals. So Facebook is powerful. It's powerful for that reason because most people are on it. You got over 2 billion people using it every single month. The freaking world's on it. So yeah, it's super powerful. And it integrates with everything else like Instagram, right? You can run both at the same time now. That's so what it's I like too. Exactly, yeah. When people are on Facebook, they are actually a little more open to suggestion, yeah. I guess is a good way of putting it. And so when your ad pops up, you don't get quite as annoyed when you're somewhere on like Facebook. Right would when you were trying to do some research on say some other website, right? hundred percent. People that are on Facebook, they're relaxing. They're, they're taking, they've got the time, they're taking stuff in and that is able to allow you to be more influential with whatever you put on to any kind of social media, I think. Oh, a hundred percent because you're not necessarily interrupting. Even sometimes YouTube can feel like an interruption where you're about, you're trying to watch this video you're just waiting for and then it's ad cause you're like, shit, I gotta wait 30 seconds. But on Facebook, you're scrolling, you're looking at your friend's content and you don't even realize it sometimes, but there's these ads coming up within the content that just look like more content. And when it's done really well, it's not an interruption. It's sometimes welcome, right? Scott McGilvery had a lot of success with Facebook ads, filling the entire top end of his funnel and getting those or whatever they were called events filled up his very first tier of those free events. It was all Facebook, Instagram advertising. Like he just loaded it up, right? Because you're scrolling and you're, if you have real estate in your mind and you're scrolling and you see free workshop and training with Scott McGilvery, you're like, oh, that's cool click and sign up. It's wanted. It's not interrupting me. It's just in my feed and I'm seeing it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So how can your company help investors looking to build their brand then and also grow on social media? Yeah. So, so two big ways. The first part is people can come to us and we sit down and we determine their goals. They tell us what they want. So wherever they are right now, maybe they're just building their list out. Uh, maybe they want a consistent stream of new JV partners. Maybe they just have a bunch of deals already and they need help getting tenants in these deals. Maybe they're trying to build their personal brand. Whatever the goal is, they come to us. We'll build a strategy for these investors. Whatever you want to do, we'll build a strategy for you. And then we'll actually take over and execute. So if you come to me and go, you want more JV deals, you come to us, we sit down, we talk through the process, uh, we sign you on, we'll build your funnel, we'll build your landing pages, we'll build all your ads to drive traffic to your landing pages, we'll help you shoot uh, the video. And all you'll know is all that'll get done and you'll get your leads every day for JVs. So it's that simple. Whatever your goal is as an investor, you come to us, we're going to build you a system through social media to get you to that goal. And we're so flexible. It's whatever you want. If you want more, you know, you have a newsletter, you want to grow that to 10,000 people real quick. We can do that for you. You just care about your awareness. You want to get those followers up real quick. We can do that. Even I don't advise it, but if you want to do that, we can do that. So whatever your goal ends up being, and we've done as simple as, like I said, someone that just says, Hey, I have a bunch of properties. We just got, we got to get tenants in there. Or every month I have a couple new properties that we struggle to get tenants in because we're buying so many. Um, we can make Facebook systems that just, you know, get your tenants in, pre-screen them, get them in front, get them to whatever it is. We, anything you, you could imagine, you got an event going, you want to fill out, we can do that for you. Anything that you need to happen as a business goal that you need to get people or attention to something, we do that with social media. Beautiful. And uh, you've got a couple of events coming up as well. I do. Yeah, I'm really excited. So I, I did a lot of events earlier. Like I spoke in Vegas, Toronto, all over. And I stopped for a while because we got so busy. I'm like, I can't, I can't do these free events anymore. Um, but there's been a lot of demand, a lot of people talking about it. So we decided to do sort of what I'm calling a tour. So now instead of just kind of sticking even to Barry, which I was doing a lot of my little ones at, um, we're doing four events. We're doing Barry, we're doing Vaughn, we're doing Toronto, and we're actually doing Oakville as well. So this is all between now and December. I'll give you all those, all those links after. You can put it, I guess, below somewhere. But basically what they're going to be is we're going to be talking how to implement 
a seven figure social media system in your business. doesn't matter if you're a real estate agent, if you're a real estate investor, any business at all, whatever business you're running, we're going to, because we literally have a framework, a three-step system where there's these three pieces you have to build and a framework for each one that every successful social media advertising campaign needs. And this is something we do with our clients that we've built seven figure brands with that we're going to teach kind of from scratch. It's a two hour free workshop. You're not paying anything to be there. Uh, these are capped at about 30 people just for venue purposes. So it's intimate with me. I can talk to every single one of you. Uh, we're doing four of those. So I'd love to fill those up in every single city. Two of them are already almost full. So two we're still selling out, uh, which is the Toronto and the Vaughn are still, and there's still some spaces in Oakville. So check the links wherever Rob's going to put them or email us at infosuitsocial.com and see if we can send you those links to RSVP because I'd love to have some of the audience out there too. Cool. Yeah, if you just click on the, if you click on the link, like we put all, uh, everybody's information in the show notes. So whatever links you send us, they'll all be on Perfect. the show notes for this episode. And uh, anyone can have access to them at any time whenever they're listening to this. That's awesome. Yeah, I'd love to have some of the, some of the audience come out because I know you guys have a great audience. And uh, Darren, to clarify too, it's, you have a unique, obviously tied to real estate and investors and in that, in that sense, right. it, this is for any business really, right? It's not yeah. just for real estate people. Oh, we work with like eight and nine figure brands in restaurant industries, uh, in B2B service industries and things like construction, real estate agents. The just unique thing is real estate investors because I have the real estate investor mindset. I'm, I'm so close to it. There's very few agencies you'll find where the CEO who's running it is actually close as a real estate investor. They don't really understand the unique challenges and thoughts. So there's a value to that, but really it's for any business. Like we work with all kinds of businesses. So I'm looking here and I see you've got a bunch of other events too, or other, like other things that you can offer here. Like, what is this? You got a newsletter. So yes, yeah. people go to the uh, website, website. The newsletter. Yep. Yep. We have a weekly newsletter. It goes out every, every Thursday morning. It has new content, blogs, inspirational quotes, video training. You just go right to our website. You scroll down a bit. There's a big sign up right there on suitsocial.com. Uh, they can sign up for that. We have a few little eBooks. Uh, we have a blog that's published every single week. You can just get little fun tips uh, here and there. Yeah, there's all kinds of things. Says so you're working on an academy. We're working on an academy. So this is a really big one. Actually, I think I can hook you guys up with something on this. So our goal, we have a lot of people that come to us and can't afford to work with an agency. They're just new entrepreneurs. Like they're making less than even our retainer is. So it's just not possible. But we want to help them. We still want to help them. And they have lots of time on their hands. So we thought, why don't we build an academy where we can teach people the foundations of every single platform, how to use Instagram for business, Facebook, LinkedIn, all that. So we started that. Uh, the only one I fully finished so far is the Instagram course. So we have about a six-hour training program on how to use Instagram and Instagram ads for business. Uh, that's up. It's still kind of in beta. But maybe what I'll do is I'll give you a link to that. So it's a $500 program. Uh, we did originally a beta launch for 99 bucks. I think I can bring that back. I'll do a coupon code like Breakthrough or something. We'll figure it out. And then if anyone wants to grab that, we can put that link up. They can grab that. It's a long program. It has quizzes, certifications. Like it's a, it's a legit fun program. So if you want to know more about Instagram, we have that up. But hopefully by next year, we have all of them up. So the goal is have this whole academy. You can go in and learn anything you want about any social media channel from somebody who's actually running an agency, working on dozens and dozens of businesses at a time. So it's valuable. Oh, wow. That is fantastic. Thank you for sharing that with us. Um, is that the discovery session? Is that what that is? Nope. The discovery session is the best part. <laughs> so the discovery session is back to working with our agency. The first step everybody goes through. So if you decide you want to work with Suit Social, you want our help managing your social media as an agency, the first step is you book a discovery session. So that basically is a two-hour meeting with us. It's usually in-house with a few of our team members or via Skype if you're, if you're farther away and you can't make it. And it's two hours and we go through your entire brand. We help you set your goals, your objectives, your value proposition, your positioning, your messaging, 
uh, your full target market. Basically, you have a lot of thoughts as an entrepreneur head. You have a lot of things that you're not clear on. You need clarity. They're keeping you up at night. We help you distill that down and really figure out what it is you're going to need to do from a social media advertising perspective to make that successful. That's the first step you go through. And 99.9% .9 of people that go through that then sign with us and say, I love that. You guys execute. And that, that's how you start working with us. That's the first step. Well, that's perfect. And you know what else is great too, is that now that everyone's listened to this, they can uh, also get a 15 minute free call with you yep. or someone on your team, I guess. Yep. And they're going to be able to skip all of this stuff that they've already learned from you on this call here yep. and go straight to the specific things that they identify with for, for their business. So that's perfect. Thank you. You got it. You got it. Yeah. Anyone who's listening to this, you can book that exploration session. I'll do it. If you mention when you book it that you're from Breakthrough Realty, I'll do it personally with you guys if you listen to the podcast. So it'll be 50 minutes with me and we'll just chat. We'll chat it up. I'll see what your problems are. I'll see if I can help you out and get you in the right direction. And how do they book Amazing. that call? So that'll be, I'll give you a link for that too. That'll be on our website. We'll have a page for it. You put in your information, you tell us where you heard it from uh, and we'll set you up. Perfect. I'll send you all the links. <laughs> there's, a, there's quite a few links here. Quite a few links. You can pick and choose. Yeah, we'll get those all in the show notes. That's amazing. Nice. Awesome. Yeah, I want to give as much as possible, right? Like if, if we have people's attention right now, if we can help them anyway from top to bottom, I want to help as many people as we possibly can. Beautiful. Okay. Um, so I don't think we had a whole heck of a lot other than I guess as a general overview, just for those people maybe who want to write it down right now, how, what's the best way that they would get in touch with you? Oh, the best way to get, so probably email me at Darren. So it's D-A-R-R-E-N at suitssocial.com. Uh, that's just my direct email. You can call me. I don't mind if you guys call me 647-217-4655. If I'm available, I'll pick it up. If not, someone from the team will call you back. Uh, that's going to be probably the easiest way. Or find me on social media. I'm always there. Instagram, Twitter, all those. It's just at Darren Cabrell, my full name. And Instagram the most. You find me on Instagram, you'll, you'll get a hold of me. You know what I think is great is that there's a bunch of different options here. It's not like you're saying, you know, you got to come in and, and we're only dealing with these right. multi-million dollar restaurant companies or whatever else it is. It sounds like you've got a tier for anyone, yep. no matter where they are. You can help them out even just a little bit if they want to get started off and maybe prove some kind of, prove it. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they can uh, build from there and grow from there. So this is great. Thank you for sharing everything today with us. And we'll probably get talking to you again sometime. Yeah, I hope so. For sure. That'd be great. No, thank you guys so much, Rob and Sandy. That, that was fantastic. One of my favorite interviews so far. And Sandy, we're going to ask, how can people get in touch with you? Uh, info at mckayrealsnetwork.com or 289-389-6846 or uh, find us on social media, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully. Yeah. Uh, anyone can reach me at Rob at Mr. Breakthrough. .ca. And thanks again, everybody. So enjoy this interview and have a great night.